Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together, we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by The Sovereign, a wellness membership to move us forward in a wild world. The Sovereign is a home for you if you are feeling ungrounded or worried about the state of the world. In The Sovereign, you'll find on-demand classes to keep you exceptionally healthy, classes for your mental health, classes for your physical health. And then more importantly, live community workshops and opportunities connect with like-minded peers that will inspire in you creativity and ideas to move you forward so that you can be more sovereign, be that your financial health, uh, your role as a parent, gardening, food preservation, maybe just some humor and some lightheartedness while you connect with other people. We're building it now. It's going to be released this summer and I couldn't be happier. Stay on my email list to stay connected at carlajoytreadway.com. Our next sponsor is my favorite superfood company. I'm a yogi. I'm a coach. I am, my, my health is the most important thing to me. I've been loving these products. They make you more alkaline. They detox glyphosate out of your body. And you infuse yourself with whole foods, superfoods that boost your energy, improve your gut health, help you sleep, and just make you feel exceptionally healthy. You'll find a 25% off discount code in the show notes. I'd love for you to try. Hit me up with a DM if you want to know what my favorite products are. And our last one is Glow Liquid Collagen. Um, I suffered a hip injury a long time ago. It might have been from having my two girls. It might have been from being a yoga teacher for 20 years. Um, But regardless, even with all the yoga, mobility, and all the amazing things I do, strength training, my one hip chronically hurt. And I felt very inflamed in my joints in general. This product has changed me. So there are cheap and powdered versions you can get at the grocery store. They don't work because our bodies only absorb about 30% of the um, collagen when they're in powdered form. There's also three types of collagen and most companies use type two or three, which our body doesn't use all that well, where glow liquid collagen uses type one collagen, the most widely used form in the body. 
So I like to make sure that I'm getting my money's worth when I use a product. And this one absolutely does what it says. It improves joint pain, joint health, gut health. It can help you regrow your hair. It improves your skin. There are so many benefits to taking this. Um, You'll find a $10 off coupon in the show notes as well. Um, It's the best. I'll never not take this product. Um, So yeah, if you're struggling with any of those things, give it a try. Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I thought we'd have some fun today and actually look at some of the clown world dynamics that are going on in the political sphere. There is lots going on, even if you just look at the news for five minutes. Uh, You'll be bombarded with not only stories, but lies and redirection from the mainstream media. And I would love to point out the simplicity of some of the authoritarian left's strategy. And once you see it, and you probably already see it, but if you haven't, once I say this, you'll never not be able to see this. As I embark on this process of educating myself about politics, because this is new to me, this has been a two-year deep dive, Um, I didn't give it a lot of attention in the past and I'm all in. And what I'm noticing is the right seems to come with more facts and evidence and policies and logistics and realities. And the left comes with broad ideologies and promises without plans, as well as a very strategic plan to stay in power. Name calling. (laughs) Name calling. The authoritarian left and I'm being specific when I say this because I'm this is not all people on the left these are the authoritarians the ones that want nothing more than to have power so they are weaponizing not only their position that they're currently in but they're weaponized but they're weaponizing language in general I've been watching a lot of CPAC and it is frustrating as hell to watch the liberals. And I'm going to be playing you guys some videos today so you can really hear what I'm talking about. The simplicity of the authoritarian left strategy is to use language so terrifying that the majority of people are frozen into inaction. The conservatives are feisty. They are willing to battle this dialogue, but you can tell it's still a struggle for them as well. For example, if you critique any part of the authoritarian left's strategies or policies, they just call you a racist or Trudeau's favorite as of late, a Nazi. And not only is this immature, it's not backed by facts or science and what horrific labels to be throwing around especially when those things actually do 
exist. The authoritarian left refuses to answer common sense questions in the house. I don't even know why we have a house. I don't even know why we have a speaker of the house. What's the point in having a moderator if the left refuses to answer any questions? I hear the right being very specific with questions like Pierre Poilievre, how much does this cost? And you watch the liberals dance around making up answers to questions that were never asked. And it is a ridiculous clown show. It really speaks to the fact that our prime minister doesn't actually possess the type of credentials that someone in his position of power should have. And that goes for his cabinet as well. If his finance minister can't ask question, can't answer questions about how much things cost, or when the minister of safety can't answer questions like how many people were arrested in the latest very violent liberal pipeline protest, no answer. You see, Trudeau doesn't possess credentials, and I imagine someone without credentials himself, he's, he's a drama teacher, uh, he was elected because he was charming and he looked a certain way, and that's why he got hired. Not because he has a background in building businesses or economics or ethics or anything that would help him run a country. Nope, he's a drama teacher. He used to also be a ski bum. He is a rich, elitist individual that has no idea what the common person wants or requires in order to live. So let's look at some of these things, because any time Trudeau is questioned, he immediately goes to attack. There's never any facts brought to Trudeau's arguments never. He just goes straight to calling people names and blaming everybody else except himself. And I think it just really shows it's because he actually lacks the capacity, intelligence, and credentials needed to run this country. I'm going to show you our first one here. There is no question that the world is changing rapidly and getting more dangerous uh, in new ways than ever before. When we look at the prevalence of misinformation, of disinformation, the way social media has been weaponized both by uh, foreign actors uh, and by people within Canada pushing extremist views, trying to foment anger and discord, uh, whether it's uh, extremist ideology or right-wing terrorism on the rise in Canada, or uh, whether it's uh, examples like the illegal uh, protests we saw in in uh, in the winter. Um, there are a whole new set of challenges that uh, we need to be responding to, and that's why we're working closely with our national security agencies, working closely with uh, organizations like the the uh, Canadian Security Establishment or on Communications uh, to uh, make sure uh, that we are able to respond to these new issues, new new realities. We need to do it, however, in a way that continues to defend freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom to protest, uh, pro uh, to to uh, legally protest 
while at the same time we're taking on more tools uh, to keep Canadians safe. Because increasingly we're seeing that things that start online end up having impacts on the real world. I'm sorry to do that to your ears that you even had to listen to him, but I wanted you to know what I'm talking about. So Trudeau is talking about the far-right extremists, and he's obsessed about this Ottawa protest that had hot dogs and bouncy castles and uh, love and hugs. (laughs) And here's the left strategy. We call it what we want to call it, and CBC and the mainstream media and most media channels except for people that are brave enough to actually tell the truth, go along with what he's saying because people are busy or lazy. I don't know what it is. They don't go and look up the facts themselves. And they listen to someone say, oh, don't look over there. It's just a bunch of racist white supremacists. And for some reason, people actually say, oh, okay. There's never been proof. In fact, CBC was forced into debunking all of these things. I don't want to make this podcast about the convoy. You guys have heard me talk about it before. It's old. It's ridiculous. Um, Yet Trudeau and his cabinet members still use these lies in cabinet. They still talk about violence and arson, things that have been disproven long ago. These things never happened. They actually never happened. Yet they still keep telling lies and the public keeps believing them. So another lie right there in that little speech, Uh, he's here to protect free speech. So that's what the liberals say. I'm here to protect free speech. And people that watch mainstream media say, oh, okay, great. Well, if you understood all the bills that he's creating, Trudeau's trying to control the internet, censor the internet. We have a state-funded media a state-funded media. It is liberal-owned, left-owned, and there is no free speech. And Trudeau is trying to get even more control. He's trying to censor alternative media. He's trying to censor individuals' personal accounts. And they tell the lie that they are protecting you. Yes, well, when bad things have happened in the past... They've always described it as, we're doing this for you. In Mao's China, they described what was about to happen as this perfect, safe utopia. What actually ended up happening was millions of people starved to death. So when Trudeau says, he's here for your free speech, you need to understand the bills that he's actually putting through. It's not true. Both the Liberals and the NDP parties are guilty of telling these kind of lies often. We're here to help Canadians find affordable housing. And most people who are busy or have who have never looked into it don't understand that they don't actually have a plan for it and their current spending will never allow for that. Their current spending and policies will make everything exponentially more expensive. Our young people will never be able to buy a house. Ever. But they say it, and then people believe it. We have an affordable housing plan. People believe it. 
We need to stop believing people who aren't giving us plans and facts and producing evidence for what they're talking about. I was listening to Pierre talk about the NDP's plan for universal farmer care, for example. It had been done in the past. While on paper, universal pharmacare sounds lovely, I also wish that everyone got everything that they need. Absolutely. I want people to have housing and medical care and everything. But when this has been done in the past, what ended up actually happening was most people suffered. It didn't elevate things for everybody because most corporations, most big businesses that people work for have pharmacare plans that are pretty good. So most people have coverage. Then what ended up happening when they put universal pharmacare in is all these companies dropped their plans, which resulted in very substandard pharmacare coverage for everybody. You know, like there, when we look at like our socialist healthcare system in Canada, there are a lot of holes in this pro in this program. People wait years for much needed surgeries that never happen. There's benefits to it. And there's so many problems. It's this is what happens under socialism. Great. We're all equally suffering. It's there. It's almost like they don't even have an economist on their team. And in regards to universal basic income, oh, sorry, before I go on to that, pharmacare, if we actually just made um, specific and individualized programs for people that needed it, we could probably afford that so that people could be taken care of. But saying free pharmacare for everyone, um, it doesn't really fly. And if you understand our budget right now, and that Trudeau has spent more money than any other prime minister in history. Um, You'll know that we're in a lot of trouble. He just thinks he can print this unicorn money and everything will be fine. Now, universal basic income, for example, again, sounds like a good idea. But when you understand, A, the debt that we're already in, there's a problem right from the get-go. And the NDP member from... Manitoba that put this idea through. She said, well, big corporations are evading about $50 billion worth of tax every year. So we'll just tax the rich and give it to the poor. Sounds like a great plan. But when you actually investigate that idea, the reason if if these companies are taking $50 billion worth of tax income and hiding it from the government, Why isn't the government getting it? Because they can't. They can't. They're in offshore accounts. They're very sneaky with it. This this is not a plan. So where does that money come from? People like you and me. Regular old people. And under a plan like this, I guarantee you that those corporations that were already sneaky are going to do it twice as much. They're going to evade any kind of system like this because it will bankrupt them. This is not actually a plan. Also think of the small like businesses that will hurt. So things like universal basic income, it's going to raise taxes for all the people to the point where inflation starts to skyrocket again. 
oh, so now we really can't afford a house. Now we really can't afford groceries. Now we really can't afford gas. And think of like a small business owner that needs to pay wages. They're going to have to pay wages that are higher than what universal basic income is. Now, maybe Walmart can afford that. Most regular businesses are not going to be able to afford that. They're going to fold. And when people are making a set amount of money under universal basic income, they're not going to go to work at all unless they're getting a really high salary. So many will opt to just not work at all. How do we know that's going to happen? It just happened with CERB. We have an employment crisis in Canada. I was speaking last night with friends from different cities and there's all kinds of incentives to pay for immigrants from every country around the world and incentivize them to come to Canada and pay them to come to Canada because there are no workers. These are unicorn plans. And again, why not have targeted care for people that really need it? That is more feasible, that is more realistic than having the NDP or liberals just print an endless amount of money, spend an endless amount of money, and promise you that everyone will just get free everything and it'll be fine. It, it won't be fine. So again, I want to stress that I am for social programs. There are many people that need assistance for a variety of reasons. I'm saying the way that our current government, this NDP liberal coalition, um, dreams up its schemes, it's not based on science or reason or economics. And anyone that is leaning more towards that way, I would love for you to just investigate the policies themselves, investigate the opposing side and their critique of these plans, because this is really going to do some damage. In my opinion, this is going to do some damage. Um, so we have a government with ruthless spending, unicorn plans that's not backed up by science or fact, and then we have them refusing to answer any kind of questions. Right now, CPAC and members of parliament are looking into why the Emergency Act was used. Um, let's see if they can provide some facts and evidence and reasons for why it was necessary to pull a Wartimes Measures Act helped incite thousands to form massive blockades at our borders, legislatures, monuments, and here in Ottawa in front of Parliament Hill. The impacts were devastating. The daily costs to the economy at each of these ports of entry were astronomical. I would highlight that in Windsor, where Ambassador Bridge is located, we lost about $390 million a day in trade. Plants were closed. Workers were laid off. The manufacturing sector was stalled. In our country, our ability. Okay, so he's saying, well, we needed to do that because of the blockades, because we were losing millions and millions of dollars every day. Well, since then, an investigation was done, and Statistic Canada revealed that trade at Ottawa and Alberta borders with the U.S. were actually up in February 
compared to the same time last year. So there's a fact that I would like to talk about. Um, And let's not forget the fact that actually those border disputes were settled before they pulled the Emergencies Act. So uh, they had already peacefully disassembled before the Emergencies Act, but CBC doesn't like to talk about that. So more lies there. Let's listen to this one. Mr. Green, you'll understand that first of all, I'm, I'm constrained, uh, first of all, by the by cabinet confidence, which is a fundamental principle of the Westminster system. Why did it take 24 days? Uh, thank you for the question, Senator Harder. Uh, it, it was an unprecedented situation. And obviously, I, I will not divulge cap- cabinet confidence. You're well aware of that. Is that correct? I, I'm not going to betray cabinet confidence. Did you consult with uh, provincial attorneys general? There were... Um, we did have a consultation report uh, there and there were, uh, again, I'm not going to betray, uh, I'm not going to betray uh, cabinet confidences. Uh, thank you, Mr. Montz. I understand the sentiment behind the question and I, I certainly share the, the goal of transparency. I think Canadians will understand that cabinet confidence is a critical part of our cabinet governance system. You know, we, we I can't get into the details of specific discussions but I can say that, yeah. Well, why can't we get when, into the details, Commissioner? Sorry. Uh, well, because uh, they were within cabinet and, and I'm bound by that cabinet confidence. Are you still maintaining solicitor and client privilege? Are you willing to waive that? Well, I'm also bound by cabinet confidence as well. You're not part of the cabinet. <laughs> You're not part of that confidence. No, but I am when I provide them information in cabinet. Why do you feel you are bound by cabinet confidentiality as an unelected official? When I'm providing information within cabinet, I'm bound by the rules of cabinet. Are you still citing cabinet confidentiality? Yes. So that is the state of the ongoing inquiry into the Emergencies Act. Um, They're saying, well, uh, it's a secret. It's a secret. We can't tell you why. What kind of clown world government do we have right now? There is an excellent video, I don't have it on hand right now, of MP Rachel Doucho from Manitoba um, asking the safety minister about the recent extremely violent pipeline protests where Someone was wielding an axe. They set booby traps for the police, um, damaged critical infrastructure. And these same ministers can't answer any questions in regards to was anyone arrested? Yet, let's look at the treatment of actual peaceful protesters who were trampled with horses and beaten and had their assets frozen. So clearly this has nothing to do with safety and only ideology. So if you lean left and you do something horrific, we'll let it slide because it looks badly on us. But if you're from the right and disagree with us peacefully, we will make sure to beat you and uh, freeze all your assets. The clown world just goes on and on. And most, I hope, more Canadians are waking up to this. I hope more Canadians see this. Um, at least the world does. The world sees it. 
when Trudeau recently went to Europe, I think four different members of parliament there just ridiculed and lambasted Trudeau saying, you have no business being in this house and lecturing us on democracy. We saw how you treated your people. Here's Joe Rogan talking about our prime minister. Rate of taxation, but I always knew that Canada was really high. And, you know, it used to be that Canada was high, but crime was lower than the United States. People were friendlier. It seems like a great system because you have socialized medicine. You have, you know, some sort of a healthcare system up there, although there's a lot of complaints about that as well. Your education system is, uh, it seems like it's more accessible to people to go to college and things like that. So you're contributing into this pile, which is fine. But then when you have what's a creepy dictator for a prime minister, yeah. and that's what he is. he is, the way he behaves, the way he behaved during this thing, and the, just the disingenuous way yeah. that he communicated... It freaked me out because I never thought that guy was like that. I was. We had we had a conversation a few yeah. years ago where you were sort of more positive. About I thought him. he was a handsome yeah. fellow with a good vocabulary and yeah. seems like a nice guy. And you know, before he really leaned into the woke stuff, I just thought he was a kind, sensitive yeah. guy. Yeah. And I was like, that's probably a good, you know, disposition to be a leader. But just the way he labeled those truckers as racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no reason. The people that were protesting against mandates, he decided they were misogynists and racist. Transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, but the way he did it was just like, he just cast a pejorative label on them with no evidence, yeah. with no, there was no provocation. It was just like, I'm going to label them this so that then I can impose laws to stop them from doing what is essentially a peaceful protest so against so something let me that... tell you about the draconian measures we've had in Quebec. Yeah, so... It makes me feel a lot better, at least that the world sees it, even if all Canadians don't see it. And the Canadians that don't see it are the ones that are just watching CBC. And CBC works for Justin Trudeau. They get paid by him. They do nothing but slam conservatives and uphold the current government because the current government pays them. And the conservatives have campaigned on the fact that they will defund the CBC because it's not right to have a state-funded media, which I agree with. Moving on in the clown world, we have, so I mentioned that everything the left does is throw out a word like, oh, don't listen to them, they're racist. And people say, okay, or they say, oh, that's misinformation, disinformation. Don't you hate that word? And then nobody looks into it further. Like, I would think the reports from the vaccine manufacturers themselves probably aren't misinformation, disinformation. But, you know, the, the Trudeau's uh, cabinet called it that. So everyone just says, okay, and doesn't do their due diligence after that. So what they're also doing is saying, oh, well, that's a conspiracy, that's a conspiracy. So don't look over there. It's just a conspiracy. And people willingly say, okay, without actually just using their own eyes um, to look at the information and deciding for themselves. So uh, right now we have the very rich elites meeting in a luxury ski resort in Davos, Switzerland, um, talking about uh, becoming a global government and the fate of the world. And 
they call a lot of what's going on a conspiracy. They say that, oh, there's many conspiracies about Klaus Schwab and there's many conspiracies about the WEF. But notice, just like their misinformation and disinformation, they never say what the conspiracy is and why it's not true. They just slap the label on it and people go along with it. So people that are concerned about the WEF and Klaus Schwab are concerned that they are working towards a global government and they are concerned that this global rich elitist organization is influencing our government and they have somehow penetrated our cabinets. Why do we think that? Because they told us that. What we are very proud of now is a young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, president of, of uh, Argentina and so on, so that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young noble leaders of the world. Right. For the world... Oh, okay. He has penetrated our cabinets. Thank you for clarifying that. And if you want to think that's a conspiracy and say, oh, well, that's just a little snippet, go past the snippet yourself. Listen to hours of what they talk about. Listen to the interviews that are going on right now. They're available. Do you know what these people are telling? They're telling us what they're going to do. They are telling us that they want a global government that they want their far-left socialist policies to saturate every country in the world. They're telling us that they want um, uh, they want surveillance, technocratic uh, surveillance on every single citizen. They're telling you that they want to microchip you. They have the CEO of Pfizer talking about his new microchip pill that will enhance compliance. Um, like they're telling us everything that's going to happen. I don't understand where the conspiracy part is. So the only potential conspiracy that I can see is some people say, well, they're not actually that powerful. Like they don't, Klaus Schwab isn't phoning Justin Trudeau and telling him what to do. However, this elitist organization brings these guys in. Jagmeet Singh is a part of this organization. Justin Trudeau is a part of the uh, organization. Uh, Krista Freeland is on the board, which is a huge conflict of interest. They want to be these rich elitists that fly to Switzerland in their private jets to talk about climate change and lecture the serfs about what they should do with their lives. Um... It's happening. These things are happening. So does Klaus Schwab phone Justin Trudeau? No, but Justin Trudeau goes to these events, soaks up these extremely far left socialist policies, and then he goes home and creates the bills to actually make these things happen. <laughs> he creates bills that eliminate free speech. He creates bills that are bankrupting Canadians and leaving them economically dependent on the government. That is socialism. So I don't think it matters if Klaus Schwab phones him or not. The WEF is highly influential and it's trying to get more influence. These things are actually happening. But then, you know, 
The mainstream media says, oh, it's a conspiracy, don't look over there. But when we use our own eyes and go to the source of the information and read the books that these people are writing, COVID-19, The Great Reset, and they talk about totalitarian measures that will never, ever go away. Klaus Schwab saying, you will never go back to the old world. This is it. And I don't believe for a second that these policies are for the greater good because they're all based on lies and deceit. Um, oh, this is a fun one. You're going to love this one. This is the man who profits most from dangerous viruses that go over the world. And here's what he has to say about mandates. Yeah, it'd be more valuable if you had an infection blocking vaccine. I mean, the idea of checking if people are vaccinated, you know, if you have breakthrough infections, what's the point? Uh, but the data system, some countries did a very good job on being able to verify vaccinated status. The U.S. did not. Bill Gates, the idea of checking if people are vaccinated, you know, if you have breakthrough infections, what's the point? <clears throat> Um, yeah, we know it doesn't stop infection. It doesn't stop transmission. There is no point to mandates. So you have our current liberal government saying that, oh, well, we're doing this to protect you. There's another lie. We're doing this to protect you. And people say, oh, okay. But you have the people that are in charge of pushing the vaccines themselves saying that, oh, actually, mandates are illogical because it doesn't stop you from getting sick. Right. Yes, we've known that for two years. Mo many of us have known this for a long time, that there is no point. So you see, this is the strategy. Tell a lie and people just believe it. And you actually just never have to give any proof. You can call everybody a racist white supremacist and people will just stay away from them. If you argue with them, they will call you homophobic or transphobic, so people don't argue with them. It's a tool for weak dictators, not for real leaders. A real leader would be calm and collected. It, they would work on uniting the people, but they would definitely be able to provide evidence for their plans and policies. Our current government cannot do that. It's a strategy, and I don't know why, but it's working. They used fact checkers. Do you know what a fact checker is? I think there's this belief that a fact checker is someone in a back office, maybe a whole team of scientists really working out whether or not this information is true. Fact checkers are journalists that search for other mainstream media headlines. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They just look for their own information and repost it. It's not scientists and economists and doctors that are checking this information. They're just regular people that look for mainstream media headlines. Look it up if you don't believe me. We are living in a clown world. And where I absolutely leaned left and maybe could even appreciate some NDP policies in the past, before I ever actually looked into the realities of them, 
the conservatives are actually presenting information that is realistic, backed by facts and science, and they're not running around just calling everyone racist Nazis every time someone disagrees with them. I don't know why people are falling prey to the left's strategy. I don't know why it's working. And I hope at this point, more people are waking up to the hypocrisy, to the ridiculousness of it all, to the clown show. It's Friday today when I'm filming this, and maybe this is a good thing to do every Friday. You guys let me know if you'd like to hear Clown World Fridays. Here's all the things they're saying (laughs) and evidence for why they're not true. Because the amount of um, instances that this is happening are... Man, I I could keep this going for years, I think. Hopefully they won't be in power for years, but it's a clown world. It's a clown world out there, and I'm sick of it. And and I get it, because before I really looked into politics, before uh, when I just actually watched mainstream media and believed it, I probably fell victim to it too. And if you can't get on board with why the policies don't make sense, if you're not an economist, if you don't understand money in this way, and I I am not an economist, by the way, um, what I would hope you could get on board with at least is a prime minister using name calling as a strategy to stay in power. He is a weak man. That is a weak strategy. And just look for it now. Look for the amount of times you hear those words, racist, Nazi, misogynist, misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theory. Just watch how many times those words are thrown out there to the wind so that they're saying, don't don't look over there. Don't talk to those people. And notice how it's never backed up by facts it's never be, it's never backed up with logic. It's never backed up with a plan. Like I'm actually for the idea of I'm I'm for the idea of universal basic income, for example, but they don't actually have a plan. There actually is no plan that actually works right now. So they're telling you we're going to make things affordable for you. We're going to make sure you can buy a house. We're going to make sure you have jobs. But their plan actually doesn't make that happen. They're just telling you that. And it's important to do a deep dive on these policies if you're supportive of them to say, are they just talking? Because that, that is what they're doing. They're just throwing these things out there. Oh, we're making the world a better place. You know, Karl Marx said that he was making the world a better place, that he would make this beautiful socialist utopia. People elected Hitler because he said that what he was doing was going to make the world a better place. I have no idea how Mao got in power um, because it's not a democracy, but he also promised people that what he was doing was going to be good for everyone. And millions of people starved to death. And if you're paying attention to what's going on in China, it's not a good place to live. So 
look past what they're telling you and look for the evidence yourself because they're never going to give it to you. You have to look for yourself. I hope you enjoyed this Clown World Friday. Um, I'm grateful to all of you that are seeing this or at least getting curious enough to do some digging yourself. I am incredibly grateful that the world sees this clown world. Like, know that in your own country, Canadians can't fly within their own countries and are within their own, um, within their own country. And people are still getting fired for illogical, unscientific mandates. And you should care about that because I guarantee you there will be another mandate. It will probably also be illogical and you might disagree with the next one. So if you don't agree with this one and you're going along with everything, that's fine. I guarantee you these kind of top-down nonsense policies will affect you one day. If we let this kind of lying continue, if we allow our uh, liberal government to be questioned but we don't actually make them answer the question, like why even have a house? Why even have a government at all? Like you might as well take top-down power like Mao because you're not actually a democracy and you're not even um, a decent human being. You're certainly not a leader. That was kind of ranty. I'm glad I got that out. And yeah, you guys can send me your favorite Clown World videos too and uh, we can talk about them here. Thanks for listening to the show today. Thanks for listening to my rants. Um... If anything, instead of being angry, I would rather find the humor in it because it really is ridiculous. Most of what we're seeing, it's ridiculous. And I think that's why people are really dealing with the world with memes lately because it is that much of a clown world. Well, I'm done for today, folks. I hope you have an awesome weekend. I'm going to get off my phone, off my screen completely for the entire weekend Um, if you're getting rattled by it, I suggest you do the same. Go outside, live your life, love your life. Instead of watching news, watch memes instead. And I'll see you guys next time.